This is the Author Biz Podcast with Stephen Campbell, session number seven. Welcome to the Author Biz Podcast. I'm Stephen Campbell, and each week I'll bring you interviews, information, and insights focused on the business of being an author. You can find the episode show notes, links to everything mentioned in the show, and lots more information at theauthorbiz.com. Greetings and welcome to The Author Biz, the Monday podcast focused on delivering actionable information to help you run your business as an author. Let me start off by saying thank you so much for listening. The traffic for the show continues to increase, and I'll share an exciting rankings update for the show in the news section. We're shifting our focus a bit today from the world of authors to the world of the author's best friend, publicity. I was introduced to today's guest, Julia Drake, while I was hosting a weekly interview show that covered mysteries and thrillers. Julia was one of dozens of public relations people who contacted me regarding their author clients, but her pitches were always succinct, specific, and persuasive. So when I combed through my memory for the person I thought could teach us the most about generating publicity for a book, Julia's name popped to the top of my list. I reached out to her a few weeks ago, and she agreed to come on and spend some time helping us to understand how public relations firms generate publicity and help put their clients into the best possible positions for success. In this interview, we'll discuss public relations, author platforms, author branding, and even some specifics on the best ways for authors to reach out to their readers and fans. So the more specific and personal you can be with with any outreach that you do, um, the more success you will have. There's very little in the news this week, but once again, the news is concentrated on Amazon and Hachette. But before we get to that news, I'd like to share a review the show received last week from someone calling themselves Defeat the Drama. The title, which I loved, by the way, is Great Information and Discussion. The review reads, Great Podcast. As an author, I appreciate the information shared in the podcast. Great tips for managing the business side of the art. Thanks to Defeat the Drama and to everyone who's reviewed or rated the show on either iTunes or Stitcher. Just like reviews of books at Amazon or Goodreads, taking the time to share your thoughts by writing an honest review helps others to find the show by moving it up in the iTunes rankings. The iTunes algorithm, much like the Amazon algorithm, is a mystery to me. The positive reviews and a rapidly growing audience is helping us to rocket up the iTunes rankings. When I checked for new reviews this morning, I saw the AuthorBiz had jumped up to the number three ranked new podcast in the literature category, which is amazing. I can't thank you enough for listening and sharing the show. Yesterday, August 10th, a group named Authors United finally posted their full-page ad in the Sunday version of the New York Times at a reported price of $104,000. On Saturday, the day before the ad ran, Amazon Books launched a one-page website titled Readers United with a letter to readers urging them to contact the Hachette CEO via email. Yes, they really did publish his email address, and they even recommended some talking points for the email. Amazon sent the same information contained on the Readers United website to Kindle Direct Publishing authors. I've got to say, I was a little surprised when I got my email, and I'm even more surprised to see the website. The the whole thing is sort of spiraling out of control. I'm not sure who's advising Amazon, Hachette, and the authors behind Authors United, but this thing is becoming an embarrassment for everyone involved, including Hachette's unofficial cheerleader, the New York Times, who on Friday released a quote-unquote news story titled... Plot thickens as 900 authors battle Amazon. The entire point of this news article was to let readers know that there would be a full-page advertisement in the Sunday New York Times from Authors United. Now, I realize these are challenging times in the newspaper business, so maybe the Times throws in a free story with each full-page ad now. Who knows? Julia Drake is the founder and CEO of Julia Drake Public Relations, a Los Angeles-based literary publicity firm. Julia's company, as you'll hear in the interview, works primarily with traditionally published authors, but they do work with a small number of self-published authors. They've also put together a very nice outline for creating a book publicity plan for self-published authors, and it's available on their website. I'll link to that outline in the show notes. 
This is an information-packed session of the Author Biz, which begins with Julia giving us an overview of her company. Um, Julia Drake PR is a Los Angeles-based boutique literary publicity company. Um, we represent over 100 authors, ranging from best-selling authors to debut writers um, in the Los Angeles area as well as across the globe. And we specialize in full-scale press campaigns, social media marketing, innovative book events, author websites, and promotional videos. So boutique PR firm, that's another word for you're not a huge agency. It's uh, you and, and some other people that, that really focus on your clients. Correct. So, so we actually don't assign a client to an account um, like you know, a lot of the, the big PR firms do. Um, you know, we are very transparent and collaborative with our clients. They know exactly every day what's happening with every campaign. Um, we share our lists with them. We share our editorial calendars. Every, I mean, they know exactly every day what we're doing. We're basically educating them on, on you know, how it works. So we really believe, you know, in, 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 in them, you know, knowing what we're up to on a daily basis. Great. And, and we'll get into a lot of how it works uh, over the course of this interview. But first, give us a little bit of background on you. I did some research and uh, you're, in, you're in Los Angeles because you, wanted, you went to film school or you wanted to be an actress or something. How did, how did this all come about? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I was, I was born in Germany originally. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a true German crowd. Um, it, you know, I come from a little village in the Black Forest. And, um, you know, so I grew up with Grimm's fairy tales and storytelling and all of that. And I was always very creative and I knew I wanted to do something, you know, with the arts. And, um, so I started acting in Germany and I really enjoyed that. And so I came to Los Angeles on a scholarship to an acting school, the Lee Strasberg Theater Institute in, in Los Angeles. And, uh, and then when I got here, you know, I realized that, Although I really enjoyed coming up with stories, I really didn't enjoy being in front of the camera. So I, I realized that, you know, I, I probably, you know, my place was behind the camera. And that's, that's what then got me to UCLA Film School and the film program there, um, you know, where I got my bachelor in, uh, in screenwriting. But then the, then the next thing that happened was that in my writing, you know, my professors kept telling me, you know, this would really make a much better book, um, you know, than a screenplay, because I was always much more interested in what people were thinking versus what they were doing and just the, the psychology of, you know, what it just means to be human. And, you know, there's not much room for that in, in screenplays because it's all very action driven. Um, you know, and, and it is a screenplay is a blueprint for a movie. You know, it's not something that, you know, people sit down and, and you know, really read like a book. And so I realized, well, maybe my place was in the book industry. So but I had no clue, you know, what the book industry was all about. So I started working with um, a New York Times bestselling author. Her name is Hope Edelman, and she also lives in Los Angeles. And we got connected through friends. And she had a new book coming out, um, titled the possibility of everything. And so she engaged me, um, to work with her, to help her, um, with her publicity campaign. And I brought in my film knowledge, my storytelling knowledge, and she showed me, you know, she brought me into a literary world and showed me you know, how, how a real book campaign works. And then through working with hope, there were other authors that knew her that had a book coming out, um, and so I kept working with them. And at some point, you know, someone said, wait, wait, you don't have your own company. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, uh, I guess I should have my own company. <laughs> and so I started my company and I, and it's just been growing from there. It's been like the most organic, uh, process. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been really a wonderful experience and, it, and um, never gets boring. <laughs> you and I first connected, Oh, a little under a year ago when I was doing a different show when I interviewed um, mystery and thriller authors. Bye. And you were, you were one of the many PR people that connected with me, but you were also probably the most professional of the people that connected with me. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to reach out to you for this particular show. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's take a step back and pretend that Neither I or anyone in the audience know anything about public relations. What is public relations? On a fundamental level, you know, publicity is the art of building awareness for a product or service, or in this case, um, a book with the media. 
And, you know, it is to gain positive coverage for your book um, or, or, or the author, you know, in the media. And that might take the form of reviews, interviews, you know, feature articles, guest articles, op-eds or mentions, um, you know, and, and the likes. And, and that's really publicity. And then marketing, you know, includes such things as, you know, the price of your book and you know, the title or the name and how to distribute it. And so it is related to marketing, but really publicity is just building awareness. Um, so there is no direct connection to, to book sales, um, which is something that, you know, I think a lot of authors don't understand. And it, it's a truism for every business. Um, one of the first software businesses that I was in, the single best hire that we ever made was an in-house PR person. And I didn't really understand the value of PR at that time. One of my partners just said, we really need a PR person. And what we got for that PR person was constant press coverage. I mean, constant and uh, well beyond what we should have for a company of our size, the kinds of publicity that you can't get with advertising. You know, if we were going to mm-hmm. have advertised in a, in a trade publication, it might have cost us $15,000 for a full-page ad. Instead, we had a three-page article with screenshots and pictures, et cetera, and it cost us nothing beyond having this the particular professional on our staff. So I, I completely understand the value of public relations, but you're right, it's impossible to tie it to directly to sales. And that's, that's a difficulty for you know, not only authors, but for any business, because you want to be able to tie your expenses to your revenue or expected revenue. And with public relations, public relations, you're building awareness, as you said in the beginning, about uh, either the author or the book or your product or whatever. So it's difficult to to draw any one-to-one correlations the way you might be able to with a click, click-through ad or something like that. Right, exactly. Um, you know, and that's why, you know, we really try as much as we can to work with analytical tools, you know, to, to, to measure our results. Um, and, you know, especially with New media PR, you know, which is something that that we've you know recently added to our company, which basically means you know using social media to to create awareness. You know, there are more tools out there um, in in order to you know make the whole thing a little bit more tangible. So um, so that so that's that's kind of what you know what we're moving to. And and obviously, what we're saying here is is that public relations and and marketing are different than advertising, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and and I mean, I do feel that, especially in 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 today's world, where you know, I feel like they're just ads popping up all over the place. I mean, you just can't hide from them. Is that I think with ads, you know, sometimes they can really hurt you, depending on you know where you place them, and you know, instead of helping you. So I always feel that the best, you know, the best thing you can do is create a story around your book. Um, or your brand, and I think that's that's much more powerful than an ad. I think you're absolutely right about that. And so, how do you do that? How do how do you create a story around your book? I mean, the book is a story. How do you create a story around that story to gen up interest? Yeah, I think I think that's you know that's where the, that um, word platform comes in that everyone talks about, and it sounds very scary, but you know it really. It, you know, again, I think it's something very organic. You know, it's 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 starting with the book and the author. And well, one of the things that we really believe in is that the book is really inextricable from the author. And and we all we always start with the author's platform because more and more in the the the, the landscape that we're moving, you know, people always want to look behind the book. You know, they want to get to know the author. You know, who who this person is, and so. You know, creating a story around the author basically means figuring out, you know, what their unique voice is, you know, why they are unique, you know, what are their interests, you know, what are their talents, you know, awards, credentials, you know, and just really coming up with something that makes them that makes them stand out, you know, and and from that, that's how, you know, their platform naturally should emerge just like a tree. Well, let's let's take a step back and it maybe even several steps back, and let's define a platform, an author platform. Yes. So an author platform is consists of, you know, everything that makes you unique. And, and that basically, you know, that starts with your, your online presence, and that's your, that's your website. You know, that's really kind of your online hub, you know, which, which you know, I, 
obviously, you know, that would be a whole other show to talk about, you know, a professional author website and what it should entail. But that's, that's number one. Um, number two, um, is your social, social media hubs. Um, you know, you just, it's, it's just mandatory. It really just has become mandatory now. And depending on what you choose, um, you know, just do that consistently you know, it has to be an, again, an extension of this platform or your voice or your brand. Um, um, the other thing that's really important is to create an email list. I mean, they're just golden. So your website should have an email sign up. um, you know, and, and you should be sending out monthly newsletters, um, now to let, keep let people me, updated. Let me stop you here because yeah. I, I get pushback on this. I'm with you on this. I, I, mm-hmm. I, personally think that the order for this kind of thing, and I'm, I'm certainly not the expert you are, but I, I think the web presence or your website is number one, and then yeah. number two, maybe even number 1A, is that email list, which is, as you said, golden. But yeah. I, have, I have spoken to far too many authors who just say, well, I don't need an email list because I can get the word out on Facebook or Twitter or mm. whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find that it, 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 well, I will say this. It's, it's not dirt simple to create an email list, but it's not that hard. And it is important because you really can't get your message out on just exclusively through social media. No, you cannot. I mean, having people's emails is much more valuable than, than being able to connect with them via social media. Um, it's, it's just not the same thing, especially, especially now that I think social media has become a little bit overwhelming for people. Um, what, what I've seen, you know, or what we've seen in our media outreach too, is that, um, especially when, you know, you're really trying to, uh, you know, not just have, you know, a normal conversation, you know, but really, you know, put out something that's a little bit more substantial email is, is a much better option, definitely. And it feels, I'm on the receiving end of dozens of author email lists, and Mm -hmm. it feels like a more intimate relationship is created when they're not broadcasting something to you, they're sending it to you via email. Exactly, exactly, yeah. It it, it is more personal. Uh, I mean, uh, it is more personal if, you know, the, the, the email that you send goes directly to that person, and it's not a mass email that says, you know, hello, everyone. Yeah, dear big fan. (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, I think I think that's something just in general with whatever you do. um, People, you know, especially because, you know, it it feels like, you know, there's just so much competition out there. And, and, you know, I think people feel like they're getting lost. So so the more specific and personal you can be with with any outreach that you do, um, the more success you will have. That's very well put, and I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we really, that's, I think, one of the things that, that makes us different from, um, you know, many other PR companies out there, too, is that we never send mass press releases or mass emails. We always connect individually with every, every media contact that we reach out to. Well, um, let's, let's go back to the, to the platform. Because I yes. interrupted you, we we were at yes. website, social media, website, email social media, list. email list. Yes. Then then the next thing is, uh, you know, any speaking engagements that you've done, you know, in whether it's teaching classes or workshops or you know webinars or anything that that you know where you have connected with with your audience. You know, that's that that's definitely something um, you know that's part of your platform as well. And beyond that, you know, it really is also, you know, if you have any other interests or talents, you know, I mean, some people, you know, they, 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 they love working, you know, with the charity or other people, you know, they, they love mountain climbing and they have, you know, and that's just kind of part of, you know, who they are and their brand. So it's, it's really kind of like that extra something, you know, the special sauce that you add to your platform that defines, you know, that makes you different, you know, from other other platforms. Okay, you mentioned the word brand, and and so this is a it's a good time mm-hmm. to transition from platform to brand yes. because I, branding it, it really is almost the the secret sauce in all of this because anyone can can have all of these things individually, but if they're not branded properly, it just feels like a hodgepodge. I know that my personal author stuff is a, is a total hodgepodge, and I always think, <laughs> oh, my God, I really need to spend more time and just figure out what my brand should be and, and make it consistent. But I, I just never seem to have the time to do it. 
Yeah. I mean, you just, you just said it. I mean, that's really what it is. A brand should really be, you know, one sentence that encapsulates or even one word that encapsulates, you know, everything that your platform stands for. And that is really hard to do. But, um, but, 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 you know, any, any successful brand, I mean, you can see, you know, they're all, it's all very simple, um, you know, to latch onto. And, and that's definitely something too, that in our campaigns that, you know, we try to do with the website, with the social media, you know, with just any, you know, the way we, rep- we present um, our authors to media, you know, it's, it's just all very consistent. It's just always kind of going back to the same message. And do you also work with the authors in terms of what they may post or maybe should be posting on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, Instagram or, or whatever the social media du jour happens to be? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We sit down with them and we create an editorial calendar um, for posts every day. Really? Um, yeah, absolutely. With visuals, with graphics, you know, I mean the whole, you know, the whole shebang and, um, and it's all, again, you know, it, it all goes back to that very first meeting that we have with them about their platform and their brand and what we're trying to say. So everything just kind of funnels out from there. Now, how many of your clients do you suggest then that on Tuesday, Thursdays and Saturdays post cat pictures? Yeah, I, I mean, we, we yeah, we, we have to probably would have to have a talk with them. <laughs> Very serious talk. I mean, unless, you know, unless there, you know, there is this, uh, what is it? You know, like the cat and dog mystery. Yeah, the or cat mystery. Yes, yeah, that makes we actually we worked with one of those authors. And I mean, that that totally, you know, that totally worked for her. But you know, if, if you're, you know, trying to be a, uh, you know, political expert or, or someone, you know, a, kind of a news commentator or, you know, someone who wants to be taken very seriously, then the cat pictures, I don't know, that's might not, it might not be the right audience. And uh, um, one of the things that I see as, as more a consumer of, of social media than anything is when someone, when someone with a strong brand over the course of time, you sense it. And you, you can just see that there is a reason for what they're doing, and it all makes sense, and there's this great consistency to it. And my respect for that author, for, for whatever reason, goes through the roof, and I take them more seriously. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. why, can't we, why can't we all do that? Why can't we as authors do that? What's, what's keeping us from doing it? I think, um, I think it's twofold. I think number one is that it's kind of scary and, you know, it takes you really sitting down and I think asking yourself some really existential questions. <laughs> and I think some people just don't really want to take the time or don't really think it's, it's, it's worth it or, you know, feel like they can't just sit down and take that time. You know, they need to be out there. They need to get their book out there. And I think it's, I think it's the lack of patience a lot. I, I really think that that's, that's a big, I mean, that's, that's what I see. Um, that that's a big reason. And I, I think one of the other things is, is that because I've tried to sit down and do this myself, and I'll start writing, and I'll start coming up with things, but you can't bounce ideas off yourself. Right. You can, you can look at them, but when, when talking to someone like you or someone who understands what's going on, when I, when I say, you know, I, I, I write mysteries, but I really like cats, so I'm going to post cat pictures all the time. And then uh, someone like you might say, wow, that's idiotic. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we need to. So so how do you how do you in working with an author figure out how to shape the brand? It depends on you know what they're looking for. I mean, if if they have a new book out and they say, OK, this is it's the goal. It's really okay. it's, you, know, you have to first realize, you know, what is it, What is your goal here? You know, is it to build my platform? You know, is it to transition into a different genre? Is it that my new book is out and, I, you know, and I want to be seen as, you know, the the new debut author with the groundbreaking thriller? You know, it's really about setting say, or, you know, do I want more social media followers? You know, you have to figure out your goal and that goal has to be really specific. Okay, so it sounds like uh, what you're talking about is some sort of a public relations campaign. Yes, absolutely. Is yeah, that absolutely? Yeah. So would would someone working with a PR firm like yours would they mm-hmm. hire you for a set period of time to accomplish this goal, or would the relationship be longer term or some combination of the two? Um, so usually how we work, um, when, if, you know, an author comes to us, um, and they, you know, let's just kind of like uh, the talk about kind of the, this, the, the standard, um, okay. usually authors come to us 
with, you know, most of our authors are traditionally published. So, so best case scenario, they'll come to us about, um, six months or, you know, six months to a year before the book, um, you know, is, is set to release. And, you know, that's when we sit down with them and we come up with the, you know, the, 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 the media campaign, Oh, not just the media campaign, but the publicity campaign, because it, it has different elements. So then we sit down and then we come up with, you know, you know, what's the media list, you know, kind of what's the, the, you know, element for the media campaign. Then the second element is the, the social media marketing campaign. And, you know, we look at, you know, what's their platform now? What do we need to, to do to get them, you know, where we want them to be when the book is released? Um, and then um, the, ele- the third element is, is speaking engagements, you know, author events, the book launch, um, you know, and anything else we can, you know, get them into. So those are kind of like the three, the three elements of every campaign. Um, and usually we start about, you know, we like to start about six months before um, the publication date. Um, so we can, you know, we can make sure that we can explore all publicity windows, which means, you know, uh, long lead mailings, short lead mailings, um, and, you know, getting the, the social media, you know, running the way it should be running and, you know, and setting up speaking engagements. You know, there's so, there's so much lead time now with everything. Um, so that, you know, six months before, um, the, the book is released, that's really, that's really a, a, a sweet spot right there. Okay. Um, and, and when you, you're, because you're, you're, you're kind of slipping a little bit into jargon and I understand what you're saying, but I'm okay. afraid there might be some people who okay. don't understand what you're saying when yes. you talk about lead time. So, uh, okay. let's go into some detail about, you know, why you would need to send a certain, send certain information out six months ahead of time. Correct. So, so when when I talk about um, long lead publications, I mean uh, magazines, journals, um, you know, any publication that that you know comes out on a you know either monthly basis or you know quarterly basis, and they have an editorial calendar that for for the year, and so usually they know six months in advance of you know uh, the publication or the publication date of, you know, one of the issues, what's going to be in that issue. They need to know. So that's why you want to hit them six months beforehand, you know, with, you know, whatever you, you know, want, want to get in, into their, you know, magazine, whether it's, you know, their books, the books roundup or their, you know, holiday special or, you know, whatever it is. So you have to, you know, have a grasp of their editorial calendar and get in, you know, in time. So, so that's, that's why, you know, we have that long lead time. Um, the, the other, um, the other part of long lead publications, um, you know, are the book trades, which are super important, um, you know, for, for, for any book. I mean, more so with traditional books than, than self-published books. But, but, you know, they're the four key um, trade publications in the book trade um, and their book list, library journal, publishers weekly and um, book list, library, and, uh, library journal, publishers weekly and Kirkus. And, and they also require a long, um, uh, they have a long lead time. So, so they really like to get books in, you know, between three to six months before a publication date. So those are the, that, that's, you know, what I mean when I talk about long lead publications. Okay, thank you. That was extremely yeah. helpful. Things like Library Journal and Publishers Weekly, um, it, it's the kind of thing that if I'm an author and I'm self-publishing, it's highly unlikely that I'm, A, even going to think of, of trying to, to get in there. Um, that's something that's, that's typically done at a higher level. And, and you talked about your, the, the majority of your client base being traditionally published. I, I, I'll ask the question that other people may be thinking. Why aren't the publishers doing this for them? <laughs> Yeah, I think publishers more and more just to stay alive. I mean, that's what we've seen. I mean, we work with with the you know the big five, but we also work with you know b- bigger independent publishers and you know just and, and also you know very small scale publishers all across the board. But everyone's struggling and everyone's ramping up their slate or the number of books that they publish every year to keep up you know with the competition. Which then, but with what they cut their budget, so. So, you know, I mean, you can see how, how that's a big problem because that basically means that every book now gets even less attention and even less of a marketing budget and possibly not even, you know, one person that's, or, you know, in the publicity department that's responsible for that book. You know, you probably have one person, you know, overseeing 30 books and, you know, and there you can see very easily how, you know, they're not going to be able to do anything, you know, for a book, um, except for, you know, putting it out on the shelves. So for an author who has 
you know, a long-term track record and has had a great deal of success, but who's, you know, who's not one of those people for whom each book goes to the top of the bestseller list, the publishing house may do less for them now than they did five years ago, certainly less for them now than they did 10 years ago. Exactly. So you're working with the author or the publishing house or who, who is your client? You know, it depends. We have, we have, sometimes we have uh, publishing houses r- reach out to us. Um, you know, we have some publishers, publishing houses that we work with on, on, you know, uh, you know, on a really frequent basis and they basically come to us and, and give us their slate for the year and say, you know, take your pick, like who, you know, like, are there any books that interest you? Um, but, you know, sometimes authors come to us, you know, sometimes um, agents, you know, authors, agents come to us and say, you know, we would really like to work with you and help us, um, you know, build out more of a campaign for this book um, because, you know, the publisher is not supporting us. So it really it, it, it really just depends. And do you find that that authors are embracing the idea of going out and, and taking on some of this themselves or are they hesitant to do so? You know, it's interesting. The authors that 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 we work with, um, you know, and and we also we we do work with, uh, you know, with a small percentage of of self published authors, you know, whose works we feel, you know, have uh, you know great market value, and all of them across the board, I have to say. They and it doesn't matter. I mean, we we have you know really young authors working with us. We also have authors that are you know in their seventies, and it really feels like that in the beginning you know they're really scared of everything, and then when we basically tell them, look, it's all about you figuring out you know what your voice is, what you have to say, you know, and just make it very simple for them, and just give them this as an outlet, and we're just there to you know to kind of you know guide that to the proper channels. They, they, they blossom and they have great ideas and, and, and they, you know, they really get into it. I mean, we, like, for example, we have an author right now that we work with. Um, she, she's an academic and, you know, she's been basically cooped up in academia for the past 15 years. She did not exist you know, on social media or anything. I mean, she didn't even know really how to send an email. And she came to us to help us, you know, build her platform. And now within three months, we have her just hopping on Twitter and Facebook and, and she is just, she's just loving it. I mean, and, and she's amazing. I mean, she has like this huge following now and we've just kind of helped her to, you know, go get over that, that hump of, of just being completely overwhelmed and not really knowing where to start, but just saying, just focus on, you know, what you have to say. And, and it's, so that's been, that's been a really rewarding experience. That's an awesome story. Yeah. Now it, it, I'm guessing that this is like almost everything, you know, the, the, the whole fear of the unknown. Uh, Mm -hmm. if, if someone else has done something for you for 15 years and now you're faced with making the decision to take the lead on doing it yourself, whether you're actually doing it yourself or you're hiring Julia Drake PR to, to help you with it, uh, there's, there's going to be fear there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, also, I think writers, I mean, they, they should be they should be writing, you know, so yes. there is kind of a, you know, work and life balance there, you know, too a little bit. And I think that's that's when we come in and we can just say, you know, why don't you focus on, you know, what you do best? And we, you know, we surround you with with, you know, everything else that you need in order to do that. Yeah, I, I was thinking before when I was thinking about uh, some questions for the interview o- over the course of the last week. Uh, the idea that my company had hired an in-house PR person, unless you're a huge author, you can't do that. You have to outsource it. You have, you have to hire someone on, you know, a, on a contract basis to do this for you, and in, unless you're going to spend the time to do it yourself. And if you're writing and selling books, you're far better off hiring someone like you to do this work. I'm assuming you're going to agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, it, it, you know, it is a full-time job. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it really is. And, and I, I think if you, on top of that, have a full-time job with that full-time writing job, and I mean, it just gets, yeah, I just think it, it quickly gets very overwhelming. And it's a skill. It, it's not, you know, like writing is yeah. a skill. Crafting a message, building a brand, uh, it's obviously a skill that I don't have. And it, it's one that I uh, appreciate when I see, but it's not something that most writers would would normally have. 
Yeah, I mean, it is a, it is really is a science. I mean, uh, you know, publicity, and I think especially when it comes to media, I think with social media, you know, the, the 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 tools are a little bit more in the author's hands, just because it is kind of like a, you know, I mean, social media really to me is is a, you know, it's it's a networking party transposed online. You know, I mean, people, you know, it's very conversational. But when it comes to the media outreach, you know, that's when we really see that our our relationships and connections will just open the door, you know, while, you know, if, if you're an author and you, you know, you send an email to, uh, you know, a media contact at a national paper or whatever, and, you know, they get, you know, 2000 emails a day, it's going to be really hard to get through. So, so that's something I think where we can really, um, help open the door. And if I were taking notes right now, like I was in school, that what you just said would be something that I would underline like five times. Um, when in, in going, I keep going back to this example, but this is my example. Um, if I had gone to the magazines years ago and tried to get publicity for our company, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But the person we hired already had those relationships, and she was able to do it. And, and that's what you're describing here. You've built this relationship with the editors of these publications over time. They trust your judgment. Uh, you have entree to them that uh, most authors wouldn't have. And that's really valuable. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's why also, you know, because, I mean, that's our reputation. That's why also, you know, we're very protective of these relationships. Um, So, you know, we'll definitely make sure that when we do go out to people that we'll be pitching the right stuff. So, you know, which I think, and I just wanted to mention that here just because, you know, we've had some authors come to us that before, you know, went with really big PR agencies that promised the world, you know, basically saying that, you know, we have Oprah on speed dial and, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and they said, oh yeah, sure. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll send your book to, you know, this and this person. And, it, and the list was just sounded amazing. And at the same time, I was like, it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's, it's, you know, why would you send, you know, a, a young adult book to Stephen Colbert or, I mean, just things that it just wouldn't, it just didn't add up. And of course, you know, although they had these relationships, nothing ever happened for the author, you know, except for that, you know, they were, you know, $15,000 lighter. Um, and it was just, it, it, I don't know, it just seemed like such a waste of time to me. So I really think that sometimes, you know, you kind of want to shoot for the moon, but you also need to be a little realistic in terms of who your audience is. And unfortunately, you know, there are very few books in this world, you know, where you could say that, you know, it's a book for everyone. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, let, let's expand on that a little bit because it it is easy to get burned in it's easy to be sold a bill of goods i'll i'll say because mm-hmm. you're you're dealing with people who are who are very skilled at crafting a message and the whole idea of i can get your book in front of oprah or i can you know i can i'll have stephen colbert hold up your book and uh, you know we'll sell 60,000 copies of it that way i mean those are lightning strike things that no one can guarantee yeah. I mean, that's that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's why, you know, I do feel that, that, you know, when we build our media list or when we think of our campaign, of course we have, you know, about four to five or six, you know, dream targets and we're, we're going to be working toward them, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of groundwork that you have to lay, you know, before you actually, because you want to, you know, if you do that, you, you better have take your best shot. And so, so there's a lot of groundwork and it definitely helps, you know, if you do, you know, if you do try to, you know, you know, shoot for the moon, it definitely helps to to have, you know, a professional media kit to have, you know, already a lot of local and regional coverage and, and just, you know, all the firepower that you need. And, you know, and that, that takes, that takes time. How would you recommend for, for authors who are considering hiring a, a PR firm, how would you recommend that they do their due diligence? In terms of vetting PR firms? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. I think, the the first thing would be well just look at you know what what coverage they've got in their clients and talk to some of their clients um you know ask them to give references and and talk to some of their you know their their former clients and then number 2 you know ask them speci- ask them very specific questions and 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 i think you should be able to expect specific answers um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all about transparency and, and just from some of the bigger PR firms that, that I've heard of, you know, they're just not going to tell you anything. They're not going to tell you anything about their approach, who they're going to go out to or not, or, 
so, and I, to me, that's, I don't know. I, I feel like as an author, even if you work with a PR professional, you still have to take control of the campaign. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think, I think that's, you know, it's not one of those things where you just sign up and then you say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll see them six months later, you know, and, and I mean, I think it, it's a very collaborative process, you know, so as much as you put in, you know, you'll get out. And as you said in the very beginning, you're trying to educate your clients o- over yes. the course of your relationship with them. So it's not just you're you're taking this job and doing it in a black box and then handing it back and saying, here are your results. It, it As you said, very collaborative. So they're learning what to do as they go. Exactly. Yeah. Now, let's let me ask you um, a couple specific questions. And uh, first, I'm not going to ask you what you charge because I just don't do that. But what would uh, an author expect to pay? Give me a range that an author could expect to pay for certain services from a PR company from, you know, from the very large to the very small. I would say that, um, you know, most PR company work on a, you know, on a monthly flat rate or sometimes, you know, some of them are project based, but that just means that it's like a, you know, a a three month minimum or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I would say, you know, in terms of monthly, I would say to expect a thousand dollars monthly to, you know, $15,000. And, and that really depends on, you know, all the services that the campaign entails. But I, w- I would say that if you're looking for a campaign that's, that's you know, that includes a media outreach, um, some social media marketing, you know, events, speaking engagements, um, you know, and that sort of thing, I would probably say you should expect to pay around 2500 to 3000 a month. Okay. And that actually yeah. sounds pretty reasonable to me. Yeah, that's that's like on the lower end. And that's actually where we kind of lie. So I'm actually fine <laughs> saying that because <laughs> I that's one of the things, too, that I just hate overcharging people. Like I, I just hear all these horror stories and I'm just I just don't get it. I mean, to me, I, I'm a writer at heart and I want to help writers. And so and I'm not helping them by, you know, overcharging them. So, <laughs> OK, there will be some people listening who have never published a book, who don't have an author platform, who don't have any of this, but they're writing or they're thinking about writing, how would you, you know, what are three things that you would advise them to get started on right away to just sort of start this ball rolling? Um, so you're saying that they, they are writers, but they don't have a book coming out. They're just... Yeah, they may even started. have a book coming out, but it's their mm-hmm. first book and it's, it's mm-hmm. maybe they're self-publishing. Um, and you know, they're, they're, they've blown their whole budget on cover design. (laughs) Right. Um, well, I would, again, you know, start with looking at your platform, making sure that you have a professional author website, um, that you have, you know, your, your social media hubs up. And I really think in terms of social media, um, you know, I think Facebook and Twitter are just a must and, you know, and then come up with a strategy of posting, you know, on these, on these networks, um, you know, I think those are the two elements that are most important. And again, you know, as we already talked about, your website should have um, an email sign-up list. Yes. Now, you, you mentioned earlier the idea of an editorial calendar. For people who don't know what that is, um, how would an author come up with their own editorial calendar? What, is, what does that actually mean? Okay. Well, basically, what it means is it just, just you look at, you know, whatever, a month ahead and you say, okay, um, you know, every week, you know, I want to be posting, I don't know, three or four times. And um, let's say, you know, Mondays, I'll always do, you know, an inspirational quote with, you know, uh, you know, an, an image. I mean, images are, again, it, you know, super important. Images and video, um, you know, are, are, I mean, it's, it's much more important than text. So, you know, whenever you're posting on Facebook and Twitter, um, it's always important to post an image with it, but that would be one post. And then, you know, the next post could be, you know, maybe an excerpt from something that you've written or a comment on an article that you've read that, that, you know, will help other writers. So it, it just, it just depends on, you know, who your audience is, you know, are you trying kind of trying to market yourself as uh, you know, an upcoming debut writer or, um, you know, is there something that, you know, is there, are you doing speaking engagements? And it, it so it really, it's just about, you know, kind of what, what are you trying to put out there and then put that in the editorial calendar. And then once you come up with that, and 
I think the, the most important thing about an editorial calendar is to keep it consistent. Like what we've seen is working with our authors is that, you know, we come up with editorial calendars that are very, um, not strict, but that basically say, you know, every Monday we kind of have a post something like this, you know, and Wednesday we have something like this. And what happens after a month or two is that people start looking forward to these posts, and so you're creating, you know, just like people look forward to their favorite TV show or, you know, something. It, it, people love to have something to look forward to that's that's tangible. Like they know it's going to happen every Wednesday. You know, they know this is going to happen every Monday. It's I think it's human nature. You know, we just really, it makes us feel secure. I don't know. So people really latch on to that. So that's something to keep in mind for the editorial calendar. Okay. Now let's take a completely separate group of people or a completely different group of people. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go back to the authors that I was talking about uh, a while ago. Say someone who's who's been writing and publishing books for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And um you know, they've had some big successes, they've had some clunkers, but they're they're hanging in there and they're concerned about their relationship with their publisher. Some of these may or may not have their own website. They, they, there is a website for them, but maybe it's controlled by the publisher. Maybe, God forbid, the uh, email list is controlled by the, the publisher. Uh, what would you recommend that those people start looking at first uh, if, if they're the least bit concerned about making a transition at some point? Well, I definitely think you should have, you know, your your own website and not a website that's tied to the publisher, because you know I think you you don't want to be, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a you know a digit, uh, you know, I mean, you don't you don't want to be always associated with that one publisher. I mean, you're your own author. You you know, at some point maybe you want to go with a different publisher, or maybe you're going to self publish or something. So, I think that would be the first step to to you know to build your own website mm-hmm. um that you control um and i think with the, with the uh the email is you know that's a really interesting question you know i've i've never quite seen that but you know i mean i would imagine you know i i mean i would definitely ask the publisher you know to to get that information um and you know i i mean i'm not sure what the legalities there are you know there are but um but i would certainly try to get that information and then you know once i have my own website you know start building you know my own list yeah i i think the point here is that it's really important uh, sooner rather than later even if you even if you are a big name and you're you're just in the middle of you're awash with success right now you need to have control over your platform your 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 author platform as we've described it yeah and and you know it's really interesting you 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 brought up that example too just because um you know i've i have a lot of asian friends and what they're telling me right now is that you know they're they're kind of in a tough position now because they have you know especially when when they're working with very successful traditionally published authors you know they now come to them and they say well you know i've done the math and you know i have this have this you know, a whole platform and, and, you know, build in readership, you know, and, and, you know, I really would like to self-publish my next book because I know that I already have the readers and everything. I don't really need my publisher and the agent is kind of in the middle there, you know, and it's uh, it's a really tough situation. So, you know, just, that's just kind of goes to, you know, show that, you know, as a, as a successful published author, I mean, you know, you want to start taking control of your platform as soon as you can, because, you know, that might something be something that you want to, you know, uh, move toward in the future. Yeah. And it also just goes to show that everything is changing so quickly that yeah. um, anything that you can do to, to, to bring some of these things under your own control is, is, a, is a good thing. I, I'd like to wrap up with one thing. I, uh, you and I are friends on Facebook, and I see some of the things you post, and I've seen some really unusual events. Uh, it, it's one thing that I see your firm doing more – well, I won't say more so than others because I, I don't have a lot of experience with others. But you know, for me, the, the traditional author event is you show up at the bookstore and you sign some books. Uh, you, you have some other ideas about that. So let's let's talk about some of those unique things that you do. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I think it all started when – I think, you know, we're based in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. there – there's so much competition with entertainment. I mean, the, 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 you know, entertainment industry is pretty much looming over the literary industry. And so we realized that, you know, the, the standard bookstore readings are just not going to cut it anymore. You know, people are just not going to show up. 
And so, so that's when we started, you know, coming up with events where, you know, we would pay our authors, um, you know, with other authors or pair them with other artists. Um, so for example, like one, one event that we did that was really successful was we had a, um, a young adult, um, author and her book was just, um, it was just beautiful. It had, it, it, you know, it was a kind of a fantasy novel, um, in this very dark, but just very visual world. And, um, so we, we, we paired her up with a, with a painter and a musician. And what we did is we had her sit up on stage. And as she was reading her book, um, we had the painter draw out the scenes and we projected, um, the, um, her, her painting, you know, on a huge, um, huge screen. So everyone, the audience could see it live. They, they could see the, the images in the scenes emerge live. And then we had the musician play a soundtrack to the whole thing. Oh, if, if and, you could see me, my, my, <laughs> my smile is almost breaking my face. That is such a cool idea. And I'm just picturing it in my mind. It was just, it was, it was amazing. It was really, really amazing. And then we also paired up with, uh, it was a, um, um, organization it was called um, Arts for Abused Children. Um, so, so it was a it was a charity event um, on top of that, which then you know even brought in more people, and you know it did it was for cause, and so it just it was it was wonderful. It was really wonderful. Um, so that's the kind of thing that you know we really like to do, and you know, and I, I really believe that the you know the arts are all related, and we might as well take advantage you know of that. You know, it's funny you mentioned. You're in Los Angeles, and you know, other forms of entertainment kind of overwhelm books. But I think that's true everywhere in the country. You just have access to more of these cool, creative people in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, Julia, yeah, but, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, the best way is through, you know, our website. Um, you know, the, we, we have an email that goes out to our team, and that's info at Julia Drake. PR.com. And, and, um, and your website is Julia Drake. Julia Drake PR.com. Yes. Well, thank you. This has been extremely uh, educational. I, I've learned a lot, and I, I hope that our listeners have as well. And uh, I, I, it's, been a, it's been a real treat for me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found it helpful. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, including past episodes, you can visit the website at www.theauthorbiz.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. If you have comments or suggestions for the show, you can leave them at the site or you can ping me on Twitter. I'm at Steve Campbell FL. Please join us again next week for another informative episode.